The NBA is back! Finally! After four months off, the league we all love so much is ready to restart in Orlando this week. Couldn't be more excited to be talking about actual basketball on this podcast. Also very excited to let y'all know that The Athletic is now offering 40% off an annual subscription if you go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Great way to support The Athletic. Great way to support no dunks because you're going to be getting exclusive in-depth coverage of the NBA's unprecedented bubble restart. Not only that, you're getting coverage about the WNBA restart. You're getting coverage about baseball's 60-game season. It's unprecedented times. These are unprecedented Seasons, And this is an unprecedented deal because you're getting all that writing, you're getting all that coverage, and you're also able to listen to every single podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network totally ad-free. What an incredible deal. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks so you can subscribe now and save 40% off an annual subscription. Sports are back. You don't want to miss breaking stories from your favorite teams and your favorite writers. So go to theathletic.com slash no dunks for 40% off an annual subscription. Stepping on the beach, the only place to read your emails and tweets. Oh, it feels so good. It's Wednesday, July 29th. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, from the real beach to the virtual one, it's Tass Mellis. What's up, Tass? Hey, everybody. Hey, buddy. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max. Right now in Alabama, Lee Ellis. Friend. Last but not least, making the magic happen, it's JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are back to somewhat normal programming today. If you haven't already, though, please make sure you check out our two-part NBA Restart series, which we dropped earlier this week. Everything you need to know about the Eastern Conference, that was part one, and then the Western Conference, which was part two. I've tweeted this out, I've shared it on Instagram. I was very proud of these podcasts, and I had very little to do with them because, Trey, you really spearheaded this one writing the scripts. Tass, you did an awesome job finding all the clips, especially the ones from our old shows. And then JD, my man, just knocking it out of the park with the production of these two podcasts. Well done, gentlemen. Lee, you did nothing, just like me. The other two guys carried the way. No, that was incredible, and they turned out amazing. JD just took it to the next level, so check those out if you haven't already. Yeah, it's, um, I listened to the very first one through just my phone playing out in the environment. Sounded incredible. Then I listened to it later with headphones and even better experience. This is a headphone listening podcast. You got to immerse yourself. And the thing about it as well, it probably didn't take you all that long, JD. I know you're so, uh, <laughs> you find all those clips, you've got them all loaded up, ready to go. So it was probably only, what, an hour or so? Oh, just shut up, Lee. Honestly, I'm still angry about the I, amount of I time am curious, it took. JD, how long did one of those take? Uh, well, yeah, we'd have to add it up, but uh, the the West was a bitch. Like it was a bitch. Twelve uh, hour day on uh, Tuesday. When did it come out? Tuesday for Monday. So yeah, yeah it was. Wow. Uh, it was that was. 
and I, you know, and then there was a few hours before that. So yeah, they take a, they take a long time, and there's there's, a, there's never enough time, you know. Like I right. could have spent an, another twelve hours on both of them. So so many beats, so many different audio tracks you threw in there, JD. Is your throat still sore from having to uh, do that voiceover? <laughs> it there it actually end? is a little bit. It is a little bit. I gotta I gotta do it from the diaphragm next time. <laughs> well yeah that's what really hurt it's like not only did you knock it out of the park with your production but then you stole the show in the western conference uh <laughs> podcast with your uh, unbelievable voice work and then a maddie o cameo in the first yeah. one too so guys you gotta go check these out it's different look it's scripted like i said traded an unbelievable job writing these but man did it it was helpful for me guys i was like holy crap that happened Oh yeah, that was a big game. Oh, that was a big moment. Oh yeah, that might be important. Um, and you know, I'm I'm immersed in this thing. So maybe for the casual fan out there, share it with your friends, share it with your family, get them excited for the NBA season, which uh, unbelievably tips off tomorrow on Thursday night. So again, kudos JD, Trey, Tass. Again, you guys did an unbelievable job with those. I love them. They're fantastic. All right, as I said, NBA season resumes tomorrow. Two games on TNT. We're gonna have two new podcasts for you tomorrow. And a pop in packs, is that right, Lily? Yes, we have got uh, three-time champ and one-time all-star, BJ Armstrong, joining okay. us on oh, Thursday. Excellent. Yeah, so excellent, uh, looking excellent. forward to that. Okay, so in the AM, we're going to hit you with a new up-down report so we can weigh in on a lot of things uh, that we haven't been able to because we had those narrative-style podcasts up the last couple of days. Lou Williams I'm talking about and Bam and Kyrie and Tibbs. There's a lot of NBA news. So we'll get to that on the up-down report uh, in the morning. And then, guys... After popping packs during the afternoon, after the last game on Thursday night, it is the Clippers-Lakers. That's the last one, the second one of the doubleheader. We're going to be debuting our new late-night show, Bubble Wrap. We're coming to you late night. Yes, no dunk style. And let's say it right now. Let's just lock it in. I owe you guys a, a pick and payoff. I'll shotgun a beer at the start of our debut <laughs> show right. tomorrow night. Um <laughs> Poorly. I'll shotgun a beer poorly and I'll make a mess and my computer will probably malfunction after it gets all uh, you know, wet and gross. Uh, but yeah, bubble wrap. Very excited. And the plan is to uh, do these throughout at least the seeding games after the last game or what we feel like the most important game of that particular day and night. We'll jump on and we'll fire up the podcast and talk about the day's events. Basically wrap up that bubble. Uh, talking about the big games and the storylines and having some fun. Pick'em will be back. Um, you know, Whoa Boy might be back for crying out loud. We're, we're going to have some fun with that. So bubble wrap, make sure you're subscribed to No Dunks wherever you listen to us. All right. Looking, what what uh, beer have you selected, Skeets? Has it already been picked? I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a lot to pick from right now in my residence, so it will very likely <laughs> task be a course. Not a course Light. It'll be a course, a banquet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but I'm glad you said that because you just reminded me all of my cores are in the fridge right now. Got to make sure to take one out tomorrow a few hours before bubble wrap because you don't want a shotgun a cold beer. It's got to be a little more room temperature. It goes down a lot easier. A lot easier. This guy's thinking. Oh, I'm thinking. <laughs> steps ahead here. At least one step ahead. Uh, email us your questions, guys. No dunks at theathletic.com. I don't even know if we'll be doing beach stepping uh, once a week, but we might be sprinkling in questions throughout the bubble wrap shows. So email us your questions and comments and tweet them in at NoDunksInc or use the hashtag NoDunks. All right, let's do this task. Yeah, let's make it a good one. It could be our last for <laughs> a week, probably. Yeah, we'll probably do it. We probably will do it. But lots of good questions, lots of ball questions, lots of random questions. So first one, 
is a ball one. Sup, Dinks. With the NBA finally returning this week, one of the main storylines I'll be following is the Pelicans' hunt for the eighth seed out west. However, this isn't because I want to see Zion versus LeBron in the playoffs. I am simply trying to see J.J. Redick's streak of never missing the playoffs continue. Yes, that is a thing. Mm. What's one lesser-known storyline y'all are looking forward to during the NBA's restart? Y'all keep up the amazing work. That's from Jack in Gwinnett. Georgia. So, Skeets, yeah. what do you got? Lesser yeah. known storyline. Um, well, similar, I guess, the idea of a streak. I don't think it's going to happen, um, which is sort of sad. But the Spurs are looking to become the first franchise in league history to make 23 consecutive playoff appearances. Again, I haven't seen a lot of people picking the Spurs to uh, you know, nab that ninth seed and force the Mega Bowl uh, against whoever has the eighth seed. And I wouldn't pick them either. But that is at stake. But if I were to pick something else, I'm actually excited, Tass, to see whether a third team, and I'm going to pick the Nuggets, can spoil this idea for the Battle of LA in a Western Conference Finals matchup. Everybody thinks it's going to be Clippers-Lakers, and it might be, but can a third team, can it be the Nuggets, can it be the Rockets, can it be the Jazz, can they spoil that and, uh, and shock some people? The Nuggets are intriguing. Jamal Murray played, uh, he only played one game, one scrimmage uh, on Monday, but he had a great game. He had 23 points, four boards, four assists, back at the point guard position. Jokic had a bad game. Uh, we'll leave that for now, but he was balling before, point Jokic. We know Bull Bull's balling. I don't know how many minutes he's actually going to get when these games matter, but Michael Porter Jr., when he's not busy pushing dumb conspiracy theories, <laughs> uh, you know, he may have secured a spot in the rotation. They have a lot of talent, and depth might matter in these games, uh, especially these seeding games. So I'm just I'm just uh, intrigued by the Nuggets. Again, I'm not sure I'd be picking them, but can they or someone else spoil what we think is the inevitable Clippers-Lakers? That's the storyline I'm watching out in the Western Conference. Yeah, I wonder how important the depth factor is going to be uh, come yeah. the Orlando restart. We've seen in the WNBA wobble that starters are playing a whole lot lost a whole lot less minutes to start uh, here, you know, as they're ramping things up, getting closer into the season. Uh, so is it going to matter if you have really good, you know, 9, 10, 11 guys? It would probably matter more now than during any other playoff run, I would imagine. So, yeah, I mean, that's a that could be an advantage. You know, you, you think of a team like the Rockets, who has a Mike D'Antoni who usually coaches seven guys in the playoffs. There's no way you can do that for yeah. uh, three months down in Orlando when you're playing so often. Hmm. Lee, you got a pick for this one? Yeah, well, actually, going back to what you were saying there about the Spurs, uh, Skeets, I actually think we might be seeing the last games coached by Greg Popovich here. I I honestly think uh, this could be it for him, and he's not going to announce it. He's going to be like Tim Duncan, who once it's over, he'll just sort of walk off without any great fanfare because, you know, that's pop style. Because, remember, he was going to be coaching Team USA at the Tokyo Olympics, which was supposed to be taking place uh, pretty much any time now, and that's obviously been rescheduled for next season. Now, he may come back, but I sort of think that, like... He was looking forward to coaching the end of this season, coaching the Team USA, winning the gold medal again, and then uh, and then going off into the into the sunlight because uh, you know we know he's he had uh, he rotated the coaches around there down in the scrimmage. Now that's not a huge signal of anything. That's more just Pop sort of doing his thing, but. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is it for Pop after this season, and uh, and the Spurs don't make it, and he just quietly goes off and uh, and ha- and you know ends Tim his career. Tim Duncan takes the reins. Yeah, well, may- maybe Tim Duncan. I'm not sure if he wants to be a full time <laughs> no. head coach, but. Uh, but I, I, the thing is with Pop, he's not going to make any announcement to, to, mm-hmm. to give anybody an opportunity to celebrate him. He's just going to do it quietly and leave, and, and that'll be it. So I, uh, I think we, we should enjoy these last few games of Pop, and, uh, and you know, just in case it is the last time we see him out in an NBA court coaching. You think coach he's going to go out on a low? 
I think I think I don't think for Pop it's about you know um, he needs he needs anything sort of celebratory. He's like I've had a great run. I've won all these championships, and we didn't make the playoffs. So maybe that's a good signal for him that it's time to move on. Yeah, he might be waiting a long time if he was going to wait for another championship. That might be a, <laughs> might be another decade or so. But has as a coach ever had a farewell tour? Probably not. Probably, he probably doesn't say. Hmm, <laughs> yeah, this is my yeah. last season. You guys are gonna celebrate my ass? This. I mean, this, Phil this Jackson. Did he have anything there with uh, the Lakers? Uh, not really, did he? I mean, they no, got, I think because they got... uh, an NBA coach is like a wrestler. Like they retire and then they always come back. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, uh, no, you're not done for good. You'll yeah. be back. Try yeah. you. You know, you get paid a couple million dollars to coach a basketball team. Yeah, you're gonna do that. Same with a wrestler. Yeah. They always come back. I guess Phil didn't coach again after Lakers, but he was the Knicks GM, so we sort of saw him around yeah. again in a mm-hmm. you know similar type of role. Yeah. Um, All right. And uh, one question about the Spurs: You said no one's done 23 straight years, Skeets. Do they have the longest record for a playoff streak in NBA history? Twenty-two straight years. I think they're tied. Are they not? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought yeah, they yeah. were. I thought they were. Like, I think they're tied at twenty-two right now. I, with I, with who? I don't know. I know it's. There's got to be a super old one in there. Um, but yeah. twenty-three, I think, would be the lone team to do that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, I'll jump in with a, a minor storyline. I want to see what Malcolm Brogdon does as the number one ball handler, sort of lead guard for the Pacers. Because last year at this time, Broggy was signed uh, by the Pacers. Monster deal coming off a run with the Bucks. People thought, well, he could be the second best player on the Bucks at times. And so people wondered how much they missed Brogdon. He had a 20-point game in the Eastern Conference Finally, He had an 18-point game. Uh, Oladipo... His status is uncertain. He might play for the Pacers. He is their quote-unquote best player when he's healthy. But I think Malcolm Brogdon is going to be the lead guy no matter what. Victor Aldipo is not going to be 100%. And I think it's sort of a unique scenario for Brogdon as a number one guy because it might not ever happen again with Oladipo healthy next year. So uh, can he win a game in the fourth quarter on his own? Can he win a second? Can the Pacers upset somebody? We saw flashes last year uh, when he was with the Bucks. And this is just a unique opportunity for a guy who's sort of young in the league for being an old guy. He's in his prime. Uh, but, you know, they have to do it by committee. But I want to see what Broggy does. I want to see if he can run off a few games. Because he did look good at times as a secondary third guy behind Chris Middleton and and uh, Giannis last year with the Bucks. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the Pacers can do. Because, again, no one's talking about the Pacers. And you never know in the Eastern Conference. Weird things are going to happen in this bubble. And maybe the Pacers can knock somebody off. Yeah, the Pacers are interesting. It feels like, like you said, Oladipo, is he, won't he, how much will he play, and what type of Oladipo do you get? Sabonis, of course, with the foot injury, you know, hoping to get back, who knows. Um, I, yeah, wonder if, I wonder if other Eastern Conference teams are going to be looking at the Pacers as like, ooh, I'd like to play them in the first round. A, um, and as trying a ten to piece, ju- there's some chicken wings. We're gonna yeah, eat that up. Yeah, yeah like sure. trying to jockey a little bit to to land them. They're still gonna be a scrappy bunch. I'm with you. I don't mm. think they're good. I, like they're you know they're not a pushover. Um, even without their star guys, I, I really do think they have enough talent there, and they're well coached. And and they'll they'll you know they're gonna put up a fight, but I can't see them getting out of the first round test, especially especially if Sabonis is Sabonis is a big there. Yeah. yeah, that that would be very difficult. Unless Miles Turner just balls the hell out. So. A favorite of ours here at No Dunks. I would like to see that, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they're again like the Heat or the Sixers or another team, whoever there, maybe in a two-three spot, tries to uh, tries to land the Pacers in a possible first-round matchup and looks at that as easy. Trey, do you, uh, you have an answer for this one? Well, first I want to give a shout out to Jack from Gwinnett. I'm assuming this is Jack Harlow. He's had a great <laughs> a great week providing NBA content for us. First Lou Williams and now 
batting first in the beach step and lineup. This is huge. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard he's going on uh, popping packs. What's popping packs? <laughs> There's a collab there. Yeah, Lee, you got a Jack Harlow jersey to throw on when he pops on your IG live? Uh, Jack Haley's the best I can do. <laughs> uh, as for uh, a lesser known storyline for the restart, I'm excited to see if Jason Tatum is the real deal, right? Um, he was dominating. Uh, playing his best basketball of his career right before we went into the shutdown. You know, he was 30 points a game during February. Struggled a little bit more starting in March. Definitely fell off into the 25-point-per-game region, but uh, he's got a great pull-up jumper, and that can be super valuable in the playoffs, especially if they end up uh, somehow catching the Bucks uh, at some point. You know, the Bucks like to drop their big guys off the screen mm-hmm. and roll. That leaves a mid-range jumper open. Right there, if Jason Tatum can take advantage, that's humongous for the Celtics. Makes them a real contender in the Eastern Conference. But last year, 12 points per game, 36% shooting in the playoffs against the Bucks. You got to have a huge performance from Tatum if you're going to succeed if you're the Celtics. Is that really what Tatum averaged versus yeah, the Bucks? He did not have a great. Holy uh, crap. Well, I mean, it was kind of a disaster for the Celtics yeah. against the Bucks last year, right? They won that first game, and then it was like. Kyrie decided to try and guard Giannis. Yeah, and yeah. It just all fell apart. But he he struggled. He had a great first round against the Pacers, actually, yeah. and then was uh, pretty brutal against the Bucks. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I didn't realize it was that bad. I know he didn't have uh, dominant games. Well, it's pretty low. All right. Good question. Hey, uh, just there. before you yeah. go on, the uh, Syracuse Nationals are tied with the Spurs. Twenty-two straight seasons. <laughs> hey, there uh, you go. The playoffs, so. I told you yeah. it was an old team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what was all it right. like watching them, Lee? <laughs> well, I did start watching when they became the set. No, even then, I wasn't around then. They uh, 71 is when it ended. Wow. They started as the Syracuse Nationals in 1950, became the 76ers in 64, I guess, yeah. and then kept going to 71. So, funny, yeah, the Spurs are going to be tied at 22 seasons if they uh, if they don't do it. Guess who was next on the list at 21 seasons? The Blazers? Yeah. 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 From 83 to 2003. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Pacers, I think, had a long one too, didn't they? Uh, not not nah, to, not to not that length, the, but okay. Uh, no, oh damn! I should have stopped while I was ahead. Yeah. I was killing it, man. I was killing it. All right, next one here. Hi, NDI Atlanta. When I worked security at the Vancouver Winter Olympic Games in 2010, we became we became aware of a controversy where let me just start this over. Hi, NDI Atlanta. When I worked security at the Vancouver Winter Olympic Games in 2010, we became aware of a controversy where two RCMP officers were fired after trying to sneak a woman in a hockey bag past security and onto the cruise ship where they were staying. They were only busted when the guards insisted on putting the bag through the x-ray scanner and she refused. What a story. I don't, I don't remember this one from 2010. With so many guys hitting Disney World for the NBA bubble, what is your prediction for the worst breach of bubble rules that an NBA player or official will commit? And who's the most likely to bend the rules? Cheers, guys. That's from Steve in Melbourne, Australia. We just had it. I, I don't think it can be upped. I don't think Lou Williams, Clippers Lou Williams, leaving the bubble for death in the family awake uh, in Atlanta for Paul Williams Sr. is going to be upped because he left the wake. And I believe it was the same day. He went to a strip club, Magic City, mm-hmm. and the aforementioned Jack Harlow, great name, friend of his, took a photo and posted it online outing Lou uh, he would have got four days if Jack Harlow didn't post that photo. I'm pretty sure four-day quarantine coming back uh, if he kept up the testing protocol and all that. But the NBA showed they're not playing. Lou got a 10-day quarantine. He misses two regular season games. And I think the punishment has to be a detractor for other guys watching. I, I don't think they're trying to 
sneak anybody in in a hockey bag, which would be really <laughs> weird. Uh, but he, look, I think Lou is telling the truth in that he was probably just there for the lemon pepper wings, as he said. They're freaking named after him. The wings are named after him, as Chris Kirshner uh, wrote on The Athletic. Great article. Chris Kirshner went there, documented eating those wings. So if you want to know how great those lemon peppers are, read that article. Uh, I, I think Lou was there for a short time. <laughs> Whatever. Who knows? Uh, but uh, I don't think it's going to be up. I think that is the story of the bubble. And I think the fact that it happened early has set a precedent uh, for the NBA showing they're not screwing around. He misses only two regular season games uh, or AKA seating games. That's 10 days. If you do 10 days in the second round, you're missing the whole freaking thing basically. So <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's it. I think, uh, in a weird, strange way, it's good for the NBA to get this sort of documented right at the beginning. I think Lou going to get wings at a strip club is the top of the top. I think that's it. <laughs> you agree with that, lead? And do you also yeah. think the uh, you know the punishment fit the crime there, if you want to call it that? Yeah, I mean, it's just because it was at a strip club. If he got wings at just your local like wing joint, people probably wouldn't be too freaked out about it. But it's no one believes that he just went and got the wings and went home. It's like he was hanging around with strippers and uh that's <laughs> that's highly uh, i believe irres- i believe him <laughs> i think it's just highly irresponsible right now because uh i don't even know why strip clubs are open actually i'm i'm sort of shocked i thought uh they'd still it's be a restaurant sort of- lee they're serving wings yeah. people need to eat <laughs> uh yeah it, it is i agree with that so i think it's going to be hard for someone to sort of outdo that i don't know how someone can do something kind of more funny but sort of stupid and weird at the same time really i mean knowing as well that uh, i mean it was his friend jack who put the photos up but i'm sure other people must have seen lou as well you yeah. know like everyone's taking photos i don't so. know it's not as easy to pick these guys uh you know out of a crowd when everybody was wearing masks he was wearing a mask i mean even in the photo um, right i, I, also I do not think a huge guy right lou, lou williams yeah. can blend in with yeah. the crowd I, he's not a giant i think he could and i also think though I mean, it makes the funny. It makes the story funnier for sure. Being at Magic City, uh, a lot of us have been to Magic City. It's a blast. Uh, haven't had the wings actually, though. Uh, I, I, you know, they're obviously great. Apparently, um, but they deliver. I'm thinking about putting it in an order today. Man, wow! <laughs> Four oh, we should have some on, on the bubble wrap. Um, <laughs> great idea. But you know, also if he had done it at another uh, restaurant, Lee, um, and the same thing sort of happens. You know, and he's there for whatever. Again, we don't really know how long he was there. Tess doesn't think it would be long. I sort of agree with that, but whatever. He's doing what he's not supposed to do. Um, you know, he is breaking protocol because he was okayed. He got the clearance to go for the wake, like Tass said. And then, you know, you should play it safe. And he didn't. So if he does this at any other place, in my opinion, you should also get 10 days. Like if you, if you went to a place and you put yourself more at risk to get the virus to then possibly bring into the bubble if you're asymptomatic, like... You get the 10 days. Like, that's just, I think that was completely fair. I haven't seen Lou Williams, by the way, been like, what? 10 days? Are you crazy? Like, he's seen it taken on the chin and be like, all right, get your jokes off. Kendrick Perkins, shut the hell up. Um, I'm, I'm in my hotel room for 10 days, okay? Yeah, you got me, okay? You know, Jack Harlow got me more than anything. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's like, it's such a silly story. It is fun. But he, I'm, I'm glad the NBA is taking it somewhat seriously, giving him the 10-day quarantine, I guess is what I'm getting at here. That. That makes sense to me, right? Yeah, we didn't really hear 
whether or not they're going to use that big, long swab. I remember that was kind of the threat uh, when we were learning yeah. about the bubble protocols was that if you missed for any reason and it wasn't excused, which is what this is kind of turning into, you were getting the big, long, painful one kind of as a deterrent to, to prevent people from leaving the bubble. Uh, I haven't necessarily heard that yet, but when you hear the 10-day quarantine, you think they're going to give them the long swab. Which, I don't know. I mean, those wings better be good if you're getting that thing shoved into your brain. Oh, those wings better be good because they cost them $150,000. <laughs> also true. Right? That's what Bobby Mark says Lou Williams will lose in those two seating games that he's going to miss. Wow. Because of the quarantine. Yeah, that's some expensive wings there, Lee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will say, though, they do look good. I think it was, Chris. I know other people, I think, have, uh, yeah. have tweeted out photos of it. I will say, you know... Yeah, I can see why he was. Uh, he thought, you know what, I've just got to get some wings while I'm out here because I might not be here for a few more months. And they look I, great. I think, Tass, though, there could be a worst breach of the okay. bubble rules. And here's, here's what I'm worried could happen. I feel like someone might get caught fabricating a snitch story. Okay? Mm. So someone trying to, and it, it could be a player, it could be someone with the team, who knows. Someone trying to get an advantage on another team that may, they're maybe playing in a, in, a, in a playoff series and just completely fabricating a story of someone breaking the bubble rules, but then us finding out that it was just made up and the backlash to that and how messy that could get. I don't know who. I have no clue who would do that. But man, would that be, that'd be a story uh, if it, uh, somehow we found out that someone was just making up things to, again, try and like get a player taken out of a taken off a roster for 10 days or whatever the wow. heck it was yeah i mean I don't fake know. snitcher fake snitcher fake snitcher man mm. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like i think that was a place in the stratford mall fake stitcher i think i bought some jeans from there once all right so let's i don't know hopefully no hopefully nothing like that happens and you're right the lou williams uh wing story is the the worst we get hopefully Hopefully. And I'll just add this. Uh, Chris Kirshner, who wrote for The Athletic, was at uh, Magic City ordering those wings. It took him 45 minutes to get those wings. Mm. So maybe Lou Williams was there for an extended period of time. Maybe Jack Harlow was just bored waiting for those wings and put that photo up. But maybe if they wanted to, you know, if they, if, they, if it was a, a bit of a quicker service... They don't want it to be quick because they want you hanging around spending your money. Of but course. if it was a bit, a bit of a quicker service, maybe this doesn't happen to Lou Williams and he gets off and gets to uh, to Orlando with only a four-day quarantine. So, Well, that's the thing, right? If he really wanted these wings, which are named after him for crying out loud, he obviously <laughs> loves them. They are good, I'm sure. He could have had someone just go and pick them up for him. No <laughs> that's, uh, that's the easiest way to get those wings in you, Lou. Just have somebody <laughs> grab them for you and bring them back to the hotel or your house or wherever you're staying. Yeah. Yeah. Or even curbside pickup. I'm sure they'd come outside and hand it to him. <laughs> sure. Uh, but anyway. All right, next one here. Hey, Team No Dunks. I'm a huge Pelicans fan, and last week their marketing team sent out a season ticket plan that seemed too good to pass up despite the possibility of fans not being allowed in stands for the upcoming season and me living seven hours away from New Orleans in Austin, Texas. Once I finalized purchasing the season tickets, it dawned on me that my all-time favorite Pelicans player, Frank Jackson, is a restricted free agent this summer. Didn't see that coming. Frank Jackson. I immediately regretted this purchase due to the possibility of him no longer being on the team. What is a large purchase you made that in the moment seemed like a great idea that you instantly regretted. Thanks for your time. That is from Stella. So Trey, large purchase you regretted. 
It's been a long time since I've been able to answer a question with this answer, but no doubt it's my house in Lombard. Are you kidding me? I knew it. Bought it November 2008, January 2009. They offer like an $8,500 tax credit. Not even just like a, a loan that I would have to pay back. I was furious. Two months later, I would have been living the life, paying smaller mortgage payments. And then obviously, you know, we moved two years into owning this house and the ordeal of renting this thing and being a landlord. Being a landlord is brutal. Uh, trying to call people like, hey, come fix my water heater. Uh, but, you know, four years later, after having to deal with a whole bunch of renters and people destroying my house, we finally sold it. And, you know, it, it just feels good to be able to bring the house of Lombard back in. I wish it was throwback Thursday, but it's way back Wednesday. So I'll let it slide. I would love to know what the weather is like in Lombard, Illinois right now. That's a throwback joke there for you. Yeah, that's uh, I knew you were going there. So what do you got, Lee? Anything? Yeah, well, I actually, um, so I didn't make a large purchase, but in the moment I nearly did. You know, we've been down to Mexico. We go down as a family often to Playa del Carmen and we stay in this same resort. And they're, they're these um, apartments that are owned by people. And there's always plenty of them that are vacant and up for sale. And uh, sure. you, know, you go down there, you're on the beach, the kids are having fun. You just go, how much is that one? And they say, oh, well, it's about 125,000 US. And I'm like... Hundred twenty-five thousand US. I mean, uh, Ooh, yeah, crunching I mean, the numbers got a yeah, pink colada in me. Exactly, exactly. You know, and I'm like, what, what about renters? How often do you get renters in there? They say, oh, we can we can fill them around eighty percent occupancy throughout the year. I'm like, okay. How much do we get there? So, uh, yeah, I, I I probably went a little bit closer or further along the line than I should have. But uh, eventually I did, you know, I said, right, that's it. I'm not just going to spend a hundred and, you know, whatever thousand dollars on, a, on an apartment because I'm enjoying it. But, you know, the idea is, well, we'll just fly down for a weekend and stay in it. <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't regret making that purchase. Instead, it's like, hmm. I think now they're probably even cheaper. I hope, I hope they don't open the border between US and Mexico because I might go down there. And I might see one on sale and I'm like, bang, sell. <laughs> JD, you got an answer for this? Uh, well, just yesterday, it's not a big purchase, but, you know, it's uh, it's a pricey uh, thing. It's shoes. I bought shoes for working out. I bought some uh, Nike Air Zoom Super Reps. They're for uh, high... Had the HIIT high intensity interval training, <laughs> and uh, I was I, and Rachel wanted a pair as well, so I got her a pair. But I was looking on the women's side, and I was like, "Damn, these are so much cooler than the men's shoes." Mm. So I I bought a pair of women's shoes for myself. <laughs> oh, First time I've ever done that. So it, will I regret it? I don't know. They haven't arrived yet, but uh, I did kind of as soon as I I did it, I was like, oh, I just bought myself women's shoes." <laughs> And I don't even know if they're going to fit because I did like a conversion. I mean, I got size yeah. 12 women's shoes. So uh, we'll see. For shoes that nobody is going to see. Like I work out in my garage. Like there's nobody. <laughs> I only wear them for that. So, you know, the the regret will be small. But maybe uh, I did regret as soon as I as soon as I hit uh, a confirmed purchase. Yeah, I was uh, I regretted it. Well, Tass, you worked at a, a Foot Locker, right? I mean, is there sport any... Check, sport check, sport check. I always get that wrong. I always get that wrong. I always picture you in the uh, in the referee the outfit. Yeah, yeah sport check doesn't have a, a, a very... Uh a very good jersey. Let's nah. be honest. It's not. A, it's not a memorable jersey like the stripes. So you think shoes, you think Foot Locker. Exactly. I understand that people exactly. do that all the time. 
But in the hierarchy of footwear sellers, Foot Locker, way below Sportcheck. We had some <laughs> okay. real shoes at Sportcheck. Like, I'm sure we'd sell this Nike Air Zoom rep. They, they, say they have shoes dedicated for high-intensity interval training, JD. This is this is crazy. And the, yeah. What the hell does that mean? What, you can, like, jump in them like any <laughs> yeah. other shoe? Like, what they're, are you talking about? They're it's really weird-looking. They kind of look like high heels, actually, because there's, yeah, there's a, a space in between the, oh. the, the front yeah. and the back. I, and it's well, my, more question, for, my, my question for Tass, who worked in a shoe store, was, is there any concern of a man buying a woman's shoe like is the sh- is the shape of the shoe like actually different like is it thinner like is it's definitely more na- it's more narrow narrow for sure. yeah mm. yeah it'll be narrow jd but JD, you got uh, a fat foot or a narrow foot i got a it's pretty narrow i think okay. for a man i got a womanly foot maybe I, <laughs> I this i may not turn back this could be a whole new world for Ooh. me <laughs> Yeah, honestly, JD, let me know if uh, if a woman's foot is naturally smaller. That might be right up my alley yeah. as well. And there's so much more selection. There's so many of the, the the designs are just cooler. They're usually they are. cheaper too, aren't they? Uh, I think they're the same price both oh, ways. Uh, I can't wait to see Jay and uh, JD and Trey going out shoe shopping with the ladies. <laughs> well, I might join Always. you too, like because I see them all the time, uh, like the Nike or on Twitter, like these shoe sites I follow. I'm always like, oh, that's a wicked shoe, and then you're like, oh, it's a woman. You're yeah. Like, and you're like, well, I could still wear that. Why wouldn't I buy that? I but I'm always that. concerned, even though I have a super narrow foot. That uh, <laughs> that I that it's gonna be uncomfortable or something. Lee's like just laughing at us with his giant fat <laughs> hobbit feet. Oh, look at me! I got the biggest, hairiest feet in the team. <laughs> well, twelve and a half, depending on which brand. But yeah, uh, I got to squeeze foot. into a fourteen, ladies. No problem. <laughs> so. Uh, so uh, my answer for this is um, it's it's similar to JD. It's not like a house or a condo in Mexico. Uh, my large purchase. I actually am am debating buying this right now. Um, Trey, my buddy TK, you grabbed me a championship towel when the Raptors won in Oakland. Um, you got it from the locker room, so I have that, uh, and uh, and I love it. And I'm like, I gotta frame this. I gotta. I don't want it to sit somewhere and just be in a drawer. It's so stupid to me. So I've been, you know, looking into framing it. At first, I, like, we got a bunch of frames, but I'm like, this is like a weird shape. I want it matted. I mean, I'm going to have to do this custom. You guys have any idea how much it costs to custom frame something? It is yes. not cheap. And I've done it before, and it's it still blows my mind every time I do it. Um, mm. It's 41 inches by 22 inches, the towel. It's a very thin towel. I'm going to do it. But what do you think it costs? I got a quote yesterday. Just to, for a simple matted on white and then black frame. What, what like do you think that costs? 220 More. That's a pretty big frame too, I would say. You know, like four feet wide almost. Uh, give me seven fifty. dollars Okay. Oh not, not that much. Not that much. Uh, but, but, you know, basically split the difference. The quote was six. I love that. No, not 600 It was $363.47. Wow. That's uh, I mean, we're that's we're close to four hundred dollars. Yeah. Hey, Lee, you know, would you yeah. do it though? Would you do it? I'm doing well, it. Remember, remember that? Remember that cricket poster that I had up on the wall in the start uh, yeah. of the office? There? Yes. Yeah. When Dad sent that over, I took that in to get custom frame. That was two hundred and twenty bucks. I was like, oh, well, Jesus. well, maybe you should yeah. send me where you got that custom frame. That's not bad. I guess yeah. I am framing a towel, and it's a weird size. Yeah, maybe yours was a little more. Now yours is a, was a strange shape too. I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was long. Sort of yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Well, I'm gonna do it, Trey. Uh, you know, I appreciate the gesture of you grabbing that. It's going to look awesome. That's the thing. Have, like, has it uh, been washed? Or are we still talking about champagne smells? No, I'm definitely haven't touched it. Haven't washed it at all. It, it doesn't that. have much of an odor to it, though. 
Uh, it's not too bad, and it's in great shape. And it, so it's a reversible one, though. I almost should get your. Uh, I should almost put it to Twitter. Get people to vote on it. Do I frame the white side, which is like it all says Raptors and Champions on it, or the red side? I think I'm gonna go red. It's just gonna pop more. Uh, but again, maybe yeah, it looks I'll, like you need a little pop of there. color there in that office. So I, yeah. I would go yeah. red personally. Yeah, yeah. We, we Do they have reversible here. frames? That'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just spinning like a glass frame. So yeah, thing. you just switch it every every reversible. week or something. Oh, right. Yeah, you definitely could do that. <laughs> what? I just flip it around every yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. That'll cost me another three hundred dollars <laughs> from the Moog Gallery. Nice women. Beautiful women. Got back to me very quickly. I like how detailed that quote was too, down to the scent. Wow, that's amazing yeah. to me. Forty-seven cents she throws in the quote. <laughs> it's uh, it's <laughs> odd to me, but anyway. Uh, Tassie got an answer for this one. Well, let me get back to uh, Frank Jackson. I want to talk about Frank Jackson <laughs> a little bit. Who's uh, the Pelicans guard that this person Stella's favorite player is Frank Jackson. I think Frank Jackson is the modern day Rick Fox. Uh, like Rick, he came from a big school. He came from Duke, Rick Fox from UNC. He could be a solid contributor, I think, on a championship team. And I think the, the, the most likeness to Rick Fox, why he's a modern-day Rick Fox, he's classically handsome AF. Mm-hmm. I think they, uh, they're they comparable in that regard. And so these, these two studs won some championships as uh, complementary players. I, I think Rick Fox did that, and uh, you never know. Never know. Frank Jackson, great name. Simple name like Rick Fox. He can do it. <laughs> All right, our next one. Hey, no dunkers. Since players' families won't be making it to the bubble until the second round, it sets up nicely as a loved one's visit scenario, a la Survivor. Which player would have the best reaction to seeing their loved ones for the first time in two months? Which family's big embrace do you most want to see? And who's turning on the waterworks? Turn up. Love you guys. That's from Arno. Lee, what do you got for this one? Well, as we saw on Survivor, every single person who's been away from their loved ones just becomes, you know, crazily emotional when they see them for the first time in mm-hmm. months. And uh, so everyone would feel, obviously, that 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 twinge of the, the tears would be flowing and the embrace would be uh, very, very strong. But I'm going with Kyle Lowry because um, Kyle Lowry, remember when the Raptors finally beat the Bucks and there was that great gif of him smiling, that beautiful smile on his face because he, he overcame everything to get into the finals. And then just recently because the Raptors have already been down there a little longer than everybody else it was his uh, son Cameron's uh, fifth birthday and he wasn't there and he put up a post on Instagram now for every any parent out there you know you know you want to be around your kids especially on their birthday and so to see him put that up and he had a beautiful little message he's not there and he can't wait to see him and uh, I just sort of feel like there's not really any person who you think's not going to be that not going to care when they see their family again everyone's <laughs> going to be emotional but I just sort of picked that out because I feel Kyle Lowry you know, it, it it just connects so much when you see like a guy posting up those pictures and you're like, man, I know exactly how he would be feeling being away from his kid for their birthday um, and knowing that he might not see him still for another six weeks, eight weeks, even longer. So mm-hmm. he's my choice, although really I'm just going to say absolutely everyone is going to be emotional when <laughs> they see like their that, family again. Yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> the best answer to this. Everyone? Yeah. Um, yes. I also no, want- we need a power rankings of which NBA players <laughs> love their children the most and yeah. will be excited yeah. to see their families. Yeah, I mean, I I also do, there's some concern that we don't know how this is actually still going to go. It's off to a decent start, of course. I'm talking about the safety of it all and, and, and no one really, you know, testing positive within the bubble. But you do wonder, could there be a scenario where the NBA and the Players Association agree on, like, maybe the last thing we want to do is start bringing, you know, we've gotten to this point, things are going okay, whatever. Maybe we don't want to bring families and new people in. 
I don't know, it, probably far-fetched because these guys would obviously be dying to see their, their wives and their kids and their girlfriends and whatever, whoever they're bringing. But I don't, it, that could happen, right? Where it's like, and we're not bringing anybody in, guys. So let's just yeah. see this out. I, I think it's... Yeah. I think it's possible. It definitely could happen. I'm with you in that I think it, you know, it's likely that they're going to bring families and friends eventually into the bubble just because this is a long time to go without seeing people that you love and care about. But two months is also a long time in the middle of a pandemic. Who knows what's going to be happening two months from now. Um, But uh, I do hope that there is some sort of content plan around this. Like, these should be shown i think you know like it it will be emotional that's always one of the best parts of a season of survivors the loved one visits i would love to see lebron reuniting with his family or you know kyle lowry everybody i think it'll be really fun to watch it'd be great for uh nba bubble life you know we're gonna get we got the fishing content we've got a little bit of in life content it's gonna be a lot of basketball break it up with some families coming in yeah jd did you ever start watching um alone uh season six what uh yeah, the one that's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay, I so started you started watching. Watch- have you finished it or no? I have not. Not yet, no. Okay, well, I'm not giving anything away here because they do this every season, but Alone takes the Survivor family visit basically to the extreme mm-hmm. because whoever is the last person, man or woman, left in Alone, they don't really know it. The camera crew show up. The medic crew shows up. So they just think it's like a routine checkup, right? But what they do then, while they're filming it, of course, is they have flown in like a family member to reveal to the winner, hey, you just won. Wow, that's and, cool. And, and there's your wife or your whoever, your significant other that you haven't seen in some cases like 80 days, wow. 90 days, 100 days, like <laughs> alone in the forest or wherever in the mountains. That's like, it's pretty amazing because it's like, it's a double whammy, right? It's like, oh my God, there's my wife. And oh my God, that means I won. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I won a half a million dollars. So it's a, oh, it's crazy. But it's almost, there are some instances where like the person is like not that shocked. <laughs> like I think they're just so taken aback by what the hell's going on. Like there's almost like the reaction is not maybe what you want. Some are better than others. But anyway, alone, highly recommend it. I'm in season four. Taken down, took down season six on Netflix and now uh, on Hulu, I think they are. I'm watching, mm. uh, going through the first couple. They had a little wrinkle. Season four teams. Anyway, I'll stop. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks also told Conan O'Brien that he's watching alone. Just wanted you guys oh, to good, know that. Good. It's <laughs> so. amazing. It is amazing. Um, so, yeah. Is there any any other answers for this one? Is it is it just everybody? <laughs> Tass, what do you? I throw. I think Joakim Noah is gonna get super emotional. I think he's an emotional guy. Period. But this could be his last run. He just signed with LA. Didn't play all season. Uh, and I think he's going. He is fully going into it. He knows that this run with the Clippers here is, it, it just could be the end. So uh, he's also got other reasons too. I, I was on his Instagram account. I know Lee loves his Instagram account, so I was going through it. Uh, and he said it was going to be a heck of a challenge in June. He said, "quote They can put us in a bubble away from our people, but our spirits will have to stay strong." I'm doing this because I want to make my people proud. My intentions are clear. I took this photo for mental health awareness a while back. Uh, this is a tough, tough journey, but I couldn't be more excited than to do it with these Clipper guys. So there's other reasons I think he would get emotional when he sees his his fiance, Lice Ribeiro. Uh, he's going to break down. Maybe if his papa, Yannick Noah, comes, who just celebrated his 60th birthday, he'll break down. And then if his workout partner, surfer Laird Hamilton, shows oh, Laird. up, <laughs> Noah's going to go crazy. He's going to go nuts. Laird Hamilton is his workout partner. They work out in the pool together. He loves promoting Laird's stuff. 
him and Laird are good buds, so I, I think I think you'll get you need you need the emotional fiance. Oh, dad, man, I'm doing this for you, and then here comes Laird, and it's, it's just gonna be a bro party. For here a while. comes Laird on the Walt Disney World lake, riding a surfboard while fighting an alligator. <laughs> Classic Laird. There you go, man. There yep, you go. Yep. Good All stuff. Right. All right, next question here. Ding dong dunkers. I'm psyched to have live hoops back and to hear you all talking about live games again. Not only are we getting the NBA back with the bubble in Orlando, but we've got the wobble, as Trey said, the WNBA back too. Despite the problems with the accommodation at the IMG Academy in Bradenton, I'm super excited to see how the WNBA gets on. I bought my league pass. It's great value. Highly recommend it. And I'm supporting the Chicago Sky. But here's my question. Who should we look out for and what should we expect from this year's WNBA season? Turn up, love you guys. Awesome. That is from Canal, 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 Gunningham in Ireland. Am I saying that right? My, my Irish brethren, JD, what do you think? Canal? No idea. Okay. No idea. Yeah, it sounds right. Con- it's probably Connell. Connell yeah, Gunnigan. I think it's Connell, yeah. Connell Gunnigan. It's an Irish name if I've ever heard That's one. I, uh, Connell, Connell Gunnigan. Gunnigan. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I like it. Connell Gunnigan. I'm excited for uh, the New York Livery. They, they're a young team. You know, you can rally around. They've got a vet, Kia Nurse. She's Canadian. I like that, obviously. Homer! Big time. Hell Big yeah. time. But they got some rooks. Uh, Megan Walker. She can shoot it. Number nine pick this year. And they've got the phenom, number one pick, Sabrina Ionescu, who was trained by Kobe a little bit. And uh, he spoke, or I'm sorry, she spoke at... Uh, his celebration of life at the Staples Center, uh, and she was very well spoken, and she broke all sorts of records in NCAA. So, you know, young team, I can I can start to uh, to rally around and, and root for. I was uh, I was pumped to see. I believe her name is Allie Quigley, right? She was in the horse competition when she yeah. hit the game winner for the Chicago Sky. Uh, my mind immediately went to what's that dog doing in her driveway <laughs> that fake dog gotta be loving that game winner big shot uh yeah i, I watched a little bit of the of the uh sort of the tip off for them the restart for them had some uh, good games storm looked dominant trey my god yeah a lot of people are bigging up the storm this year you know the 2018 champion they lost brianna stewart for mm-hmm. last season but she's back sue bird is back and they also have like an entire starting five on their bench basically is what they're saying because they were an incredible team last year so the storm i think are the favorites but i'm rolling with the sky as well Allie quigley was fun to watch you know she's married to her all-star backcourt teammate courtney vandersloot mm-hmm. and they've got delino de shield's daughter diamond de shields out there they play fast <laughs> They're like a you know like a, a run and gun sort of WNBA team and baby blue and gold always an incredible look so give me this guy Delino mm-hmm. DeShields daughter I saw that name Diamond DeShields and I said wow that is a as a heck of a name did he yeah. name her because he played on the diamond he played baseball gotta be gotta yeah. be I'd wow. love to see her turn too. <laughs> What do you got, Lee? Have you been watching any? No, I haven't started watching yet, but I'll, I'll dip in and out as uh, as the season progresses there. But uh, I think uh, Kia Nurse, she was actually the MVP of the WNBL in Australia last season. I think she's mm. played a couple of seasons out there. So, uh, so I'll, I'll sort of be cheering her on. But I also do have a soft spot for the Seattle Storm and the uh, uh, Phoenix Mercury because that's where Lauren Jackson was obviously right. a star in the Seattle Storm and uh, and uh, Homer. Penny Taylor. <laughs> Penny Taylor was also a star out in uh, in Phoenix for a while there. So and Diana Taurasi, she's incredible to watch. 
She's she's maybe the best women's basketball player we've seen. She's incredible. She's got the swagger. She's got the style. And uh, she backs it all up on the court. So she's always fun to watch. I think uh, I know the writer of, the, of this email talked about getting League Pass because it is supposed to be. It's like fairly cheap, right? For um, 17 bucks, I think. Yeah, it's something incredible for, for a lot of the games. Though I was happy to see, I think, uh, some of the big networks after doing really good ratings in that, in that re-tip um, picked up some other ones to throw on, be it NBA TV or ESPN, I can't remember. Maybe it was both of the networks for all I know. Putting on those games, that's good. Get them out there. More people that can watch them, more people are like, damn, this is actually good basketball. This is fun to watch. And you can pick a team, pick a player, and root for them. All right, we got a lot more questions still to tackle here, but before we do, quick word from our sponsors. The final 22 teams have made their way down to Orlando, and they're ready to get back out on the court. While the ending to this year's basketball season will be different than years past, no doubt about it, there will be no shortage of excitement, hopefully a mega ball. There's no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings will have not one, but two $1 million top prizes through the first two days of the resumed season, so get in on all of the action now. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy basketball, it's easy to play. You just pick eight players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more, you know, basketball stuff. (laughs) There's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million. But if basketball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this week's tournament. Somebody get Cam Stewart on the line. I need to know who's (laughs) taking home first, second, and third. With millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there's no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code RUN to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code RUN to get a free shot at millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I have a question for you guys. If you were to guess, on average, how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? A million? A million days? Well, it's close. I'm sure it feels that way for people, because on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. Basically a month. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication with free two-day shipping right to you. You also get the free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions, that's nice, or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to getroman.com slash nodunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash nodunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. If there's one thing I've learned during this pandemic, it's this. I hate my couch. I've been sitting on a lot more these past few months and it just sucks. It's all stained up and worn out stupid dog is always on it and he stinks sorry Cosmo but you do my kids have spilled cereal soup ice cream nachos grape juice and homemade fake blood on it 
It's time for a new couch, and thank goodness Burrow showed up when it did. I'd never heard of this company before they came on as a sponsor, and the timing couldn't be more perfect. Burrow offers unique features you won't find in big box furniture store sofas or even other sofas you can get online. Durable fabric that's naturally scratch and stain resistant. I need this. And this is cool. Built-in USB chargers so your phone doesn't die while you lounge. This is big. My kids are currently working their way through old seasons of Hell's Kitchen. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Gordon Ramsay. But I gotta keep up with Coronation Street. So having my iPad plugged in is key. (laughs) You can customize your sofa to fit your decor and your needs. And now Burrow is more customizable than ever. There are over 23,000 ways to customize your perfect sofa. And you can change things up if you want to. Burrow is practical and versatile. You can assemble your sofa or break it down in minutes, and you don't even need any tools. If your seating needs change, you can add or remove seats as needed, convert a sofa to a love seat or a sectional, and back into a sofa. Whatever you want. And you always get fast and free shipping and zero interest financing. Go to burrow.com slash nodunks and get $75 off your first purchase, plus fast and free shipping. See site for details. That's B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash nodunks for $75 off. All right, let's get back to the emails. Hey, no dunkers. I have been on the fence about placing a manscaped order for months, but after Lee wrapped the ad read last week, I had to order the perfect package. Got it yesterday, and holy sh! this product is amazing. <laughs> My question is, when have you done something or bought something on the recommendation of someone you trusted, even though you didn't know them? Keep the classics coming. That's from Eric. Trey, what do you got? Well, it sounds like Eric's going to be playing center for the No Dunks team with that <laughs> sexy, sexy bush. <laughs> Can't believe I'm losing the spot yet again. Wow. Uh, but for me, things that are recommended, and I will trust them no matter what, is any time a YouTube personality is selling me something. As soon as I take up a new hobby, I'm deep into the YouTube world of it. So I've bought Yoga with Adrian's Yoga Mat. I've got the micro plane and the same apron that the people in the Bon Appetit kitchen uh, uh, wear and use. And now that I, and I'm deep in this fishing passion, I'm buying Guggen Squad baits and Yama, Yakamoto Cinco baits. And I'm, ta- I'm floating the idea to Laura, just like casually mentioning it in, comp- like in conversation. I'm like, man. It's fun fishing, but it'll be really great next summer when I have a John boat. You know, like, I probably don't need a bass fishing boat, considering I've yet to catch a bass here in Georgia. But to me, that means the reason is because I'm not out there on a boat. Mm, They're so much cheaper sure. than you would think. You can find a nice used boat for $500. And I think people, when they buy boats, are generally very happy to own a boat the entire time. You know, it's not a ton of maintenance in between. It's not a real money sink. You're having a great time at all times, and you're not trying to fix it always. Uh, so yeah, uh, to me, if, if, you know, if a 25 year old kid is using something on YouTube, it must be good. Mm, (laughs) Boat, boat storage is going to be your issue. That's a, that's a big thing that, that can cost you money. Depends like how big your boat is. I mean, I guess if you're just hitching it up to your station wagon and pulling it back to Bass Loves every time you got a lake. You got the room. You got the parking there. I can't move there, away from here. Um, yeah. But that's the thing for me. That's ex- that's exactly what Laura said. She's like, 
where are you going to keep a boat? And I said, probably Graydon's house, you know. I got an idea for it. He seems like a guy who would be fine having a boat just hanging out in his house. I got to figure out how to change a battery here in uh, the Toyota. So I'm going to probably be on battery YouTube. And whatever those guys recommend, I'm going to be ordering a new Duracell or whatever. Oh. So how, how many fish have you caught in Georgia? Just one. Just one. Wow. Just one fish you gotta, that was you gotta smaller eat. than the skin part of my face. Oh, I was out last night. I had the first bass hit a rooster tail, but I yanked the bait right out of its mouth. I was frustrated. I was so mad, but it was also like, hey, you know what that means? We found the fish. We'll where where are you going? You want me to give up my spots? Just no, like, I, no, come no, on, no. Tell you, me may, as, you may as well. They're not that Yeah, hot. there's no fish there, so what's it going to do? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, just go, I just throw on Google Maps. This is something I learned from my YouTube bros. Throw on Google Maps. Just look for the blue. Just look for the blue. You can go there and fish. <laughs> you got to come out to uh, where I am in Alabama, Trey. We were pulling in fish left and right the other uh, day. Yanked in uh, six in about half an hour. Oh, this man is truly ripping lips. Yeah. <laughs> any any big ones, Lee? Uh, yeah, you know, reasonable size ones. The funny thing was uh, my eight-year-old, like, uh, you know, we you either have to throw it back or cook it, but he didn't want to do either of those. He just kind of wanted to keep it. And I was like, ah, uh, you can't really do that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. it's fish, fish don't hold all that well. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, my answers for this is, this was tough. I thought this was a difficult question. I guess... Uh, I saw people playing spike ball once, and I was like, I need that. I want that. I'm getting that. Uh, it was a quick purchase, and I loved it. I brought it to Ken's, like, uh, basically wedding sort of getaway weekend that we did a couple of years ago, and uh, it turned into a big hit. But I remember just seeing it here in Atlanta. Like, what the hell are those people doing? And, uh, you know, again, quick little research, sort of like Trey. I'm like, this looks fun. I know my friends would like this. Let's get this spike ball. So it's not really the greatest answer because it's not really a recommendation from someone I knew or trusted, but uh, I just believed in the product that much and uh, and got it quickly. I don't know if you guys have a better answer, Lee or Tass or JD. Well, uh, you know when you go into a restaurant in a, in a hotel or in a restaurant or a club and they've got the Dyson hand dry where you put your, your hands down and they come out yeah. and they're all dry? Yeah. So that guy, you know, he's an inventor uh, and he's a great one. And he's got the vacuum cleaner, you know, yeah. the big the, the Dyson vacuum cleaner. And and I needed a new vacuum cleaner a few years ago. So I said, I trust Dyson. I trust him. So I ordered one. A little clunky. It's a little clunky and it's a little too heavy. Um, so I don't actually, I, I had my old vacuum cleaner. It was much more convenient. It was a bit, a bit lighter. As far as the actual suctioning of the uh, dust and stuff, great. But the Dyson is a little bulky and uh, a little disappointed I was, to be honest. Because I thought this guy, you know, he's, he's very, uh, very smart man. He's, he's created a lot of things. He's worth a billion or something like that. I found his vacuum cleaner, though, not his best invention. Wow. So that vacuum sucks. <laughs> You're right. It, I mean, again, like it actually does the job, but it's like you've got to lug it around. It's so heavy. And I'm like, this is not that convenient. And also, it's got this big ball, so you can't really get under your bed. You have to actually move your bed out the way because the ball helps its like maneuverability as yeah, far as turning yeah. corners. But it's such a big clunky ball. It's like I can't even get that under my bed. So I had to go back to my other sort of flathead uh, vacuum cleaner to get under the bed without having to move the bed all the time. So mm. uh, I was a little disappointed. I might have to try the shark. I know the shark and the Dyson are uh, big rivals in the vacuum cleaner <laughs> yeah, game. Sure. So uh, got to catch I yourself might... a shark, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's time to try the shark. <laughs> Uh, we got we have a Dyson. I mean, it does work well. But you're right; yeah. it's, it's 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 bigger than I guess some cheaper or more maneuverable vacuums. But yeah, we, they're, the Dysons are expensive too. We bought ours well, used for sure, and it was like yeah. half price. 
still you're spending that much on a vacuum cleaner you expect it to just be perfect but you know the other thing about the cord you know the traditional vacuum cleaner cord you press the button and it sort of you know yeah, sucks yeah. it in and it's out of sight the vacuum on the, the cord on the on the you Dyson, gotta wrap it yeah. you gotta cord. wrap it and it's like yeah you bought a, a crappy Dyson? Dyson get a cordless Dyson yeah. well no we have we so we've got we've got the we've got the cordless one for like the kitchen area which is fine Although the battery life on that doesn't even last that <laughs> long. Wow, this guy hates Dyson. <laughs> this guy How long are you so vacuuming for? Two Dysons. Yeah. I know. See, I gave it a, check, a second chance. I thought this one will be better. But you plug it in and like you're, you're vacuuming for like 10 minutes and it's like it's down to like the one light is flashing Ooh, around. I'm like, that's bad. man, come on, come on. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel because yeah, again, it, you know, it, it, it gets the job done, but it's just, it's a lot of effort on my part, which I don't like. <laughs> well, get a Roomba then. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I trust the Roombas. <laughs> well, it could go under your bed at least. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe that's what I need it for. But see that, yeah, now I've got far too many vacuuming products in my house. I don't need that many. <laughs> maybe you can vacuum your Roomba with your Dyson. <laughs> oh, man. Tass, JD. Um... Well, I'll, I'll jump in, JD. I bought some me undies because Nate Duncan recommended them to me. <laughs> I bought some level bars because Myers Leonard said on Zach Lowe's podcast that they were good, and it doesn't matter that he started the company with his wife. And then I bought some Laird Superfood because Joakim Noah recommended them. <laughs> Laird, does Laird Hamilton have a deep voice? Probably not. Joakim Noah, not that deep. Um, but that's what I bought. I bought all those things. All those things. Actually... Uh, talking about superfood and supplements and all that, I thought about buying some long time ago. Joe Rogan said to buy some. I think the company's called On It. It's a big one, uh, but uh, I didn't. But then every every guest that Joe Rogan had on was drinking bulletproof coffee. Everybody, all those Hollywood elites, drinking their bulletproof coffee. Uh, so I bought that supplement. It's like a it's an oil you throw in your coffee. That's it's like a super booster. To get you started for your day. It's like when you press the button on the Dyson and it gives you a super boost. <laughs> suck. Uh, but it's like Super it's like, suck. Yeah, it's like an oil you throw in. It's from uh, a coconut oil that you throw in your coffee. And it's, it's just too much. You're supposed to blend it and put in butter. Oh and then yeah. it's just an acid reflux day that you're having there sticking in. Although I, I probably overdid it with the oil. I don't know how much it's for. Uh, but anyways, I bought that stuff. Never again, Hollywood elites. Never again. Not drinking that bulletproof stuff. And that stuff. Way more expensive than a Dyson, I'll tell you that. Wow. wow. <laughs> JD, do you have an answer? No, I'm kind of like Trey. I, I trust everybody. I will buy anything that anyone tells me to buy. It's, <laughs> it's a problem. It's a real problem. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going here. We got a couple questions left. We're in our yeah, we got basketball. Yeah. Hi, No Dunk Screw. It's a great time to jump to conclusions. Fill in the blank. It's only scrimmages, but blank. That's from Kim in Sydney, Australia, after several days of scrimmages here. Skeets, what do you got? Well, it's an obvious one. It's only scrimmages, but I saw Twitter saying it. Bull Bull is going to be the first player in NBA history to win finals MVP and then follow it up with Rookie of the Year. That'll be unique. Uh, No, my real answer, it's only scrimmages, but Dion Waiters, still a bucket and can contribute to the Lakers, uh, you know, potential championship run. He's been pretty decent. Uh, as a bench player, he can create his own shot, and he spaced the floor, obviously, handle it a little bit. So I think that's, uh, you know, with the Lakers being short on guards, I think Waiters is 
gonna be getting the opportunity here, and I think he can. Uh, I think he can deliver. I, yeah, I, I, waiters, I believe I, in I'm waiters Island. Waiters Island, baby. I can't do Wiggins Island anymore. I'm opening a Subway uh, restaurant on Waiters Island. Uh, and then the final one is it's only scrimmages, but I am all in on the Grizzlies keeping the eighth seed. Uh, I don't know if it'll take a Mega Bowl, but I'm also doubling down on that prediction, and I'm saying the Grizzlies will win two games off the Lakers in a first-round series. Mm. Yes, sir. Um, my God. John Morant, if you listen to our uh, Western Conference uh, you know, sort of recap, restart, everything you need to know about the Western Conference podcast that I was talking about off the top of the show, there's a lot of John Morant love. Those clips that we were throwing in there, but rightfully so. He's been great in the scrimmages, and the and the Grizzlies got some. There's they got some scrappiness to them, and they're calling out Iguodala for leaving them and stuff like that. So, uh, I think they're going to be a tough out for the Lakers, and I actually think that benefits the Lakers uh, and their potential championship run. So those are my two, Waiters yeah, John, and the Grizz. John Morant, like even just yesterday, uh, you can't take your eyes off the screen nope. when he's on there because something awesome. is going to happen. And and it's 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 there's very few players who have that ability where you're just like I'm just watching to see even if it's a pass, if it's a ball fake, if it's a shot, he does that ability where it's like I'm coming down. No one really knows what's going to happen, but it's not total chaos either. It's kind of like he knows what he's doing, but no one else really can sort of predict what's going to happen. So yeah, I, I like that. I had a similar answer basically, just like just I hope we get Ja Morant for a long time here because uh, he, he is just electrifying to watch. Every every possession he is involved in is sort of one of those ones you're like, oh, what did he do then? You want to sort of look at the replay to see if he did some sort of trick mm-hmm. with his hands. Uh, he's incredible. It feels like the 1-8 matchup in the West, we can't really go wrong because it's either going to be Zion versus LeBron, John Morant and the Grizzlies versus the Lakers, or, you know, Dame Lillard and CJ versus uh, the Lakers. Like, right? I mean, those, to me, on paper, those all look at least... You know, exciting for a first round series, a one eight matchup at that. So, whoa, what about the Kings, Spurs, and Suns? They're no. gonna be so <laughs> angry. No, I just don't. I don't think they're gonna be in there. That's fair. Yeah, I don't think anybody really does. Although the Suns, Suns look all right. The Ooh, Suns Booker look... caught Siakam. Oh yeah, that was a nice lefty. Never dunking. seen that before. That was that was big. That was big. Yeah, no, they the Suns have actually looked. Mikael Bridges looked good. They. They look scrappy too. Hopefully, we have an awesome race here in these seeding games. It'll make some of them a little more exciting, that's for sure. What do you guys have for your fill in the blank? It's only scrimmages, but the rail cam is going to knock somebody out. I don't know if you guys saw this clip with Luka Doncic like trying to chase down a loose ball on the sideline, and then the camera just comes whipping right by him. And, I mean, it missed him by like a foot. Uh, you know, I guess it's that thing was really booking down the sideline, and I don't know. I don't know really why Luka was chasing that loose ball. Like, surely somebody was over there, could have easily grabbed it, but obviously the camera operator didn't know that he would be in the same spot as where they were whipping the camera down. I don't know, but that thing looks dangerous. I don't think it should be moving that fast when it's that close to the court. Like, it's dangerous enough having all of these legs just standing underneath the basket. Now we got a robot going as fast as possible backing down the court. Somebody could get bonked. Yeah. It looks cool, though. I like it. It does look wicked. Yeah, Yeah, that camera angle does look cool. Throw it in a replay for a good angle. Like, it was behind J.J. Redick the other day when he was flying up a 20-point quarter. And uh, he's shooting some threes on the on the catch, and it was flying up the court. It looks awesome as a, as a replay, not so much as a as a main camera, but it was hilarious seeing Luca go down there because it looks like it's just black abyss after yeah. that. Like yeah. it looks like the TV set is done. It looks like the Truman Show, and you're just off the set as mm-hmm. soon as you go past that because it's just so black. And and I guess that's I mean that's where the reporters are sitting. 
Um, yeah. But but just beyond that, so that's cool. Uh, I'll jump in here with my pick. I think the Rockets aren't going anywhere in the playoffs. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm making that assumption wow. after these scrimmages games because outside the LA teams, Rockets were the team that people were saying you know they could they could get to the finals outside of those those teams mm-hmm. just because they're interesting and they play small, but they're not getting back on defense. You play small, you got to play some defense. You got to get back. You got to play your ass off and you got to be in good position to box some guys out because you're going to get eaten alive and you got a gang rebound. And I just don't think they have the guys to do that. And PJ Tucker was saying that in the first practice. He's saying, we got to talk more on defense. And then they didn't even have guys for practice and Russell Westbrook and the James Harden came in. Now they've got an Eric Gordon injury who's really important uh, for one to two weeks, most likely, uh, according to Woj. And they're the sixth seed right now. Only a game and a half up on those Mavericks and Luka Doncic. And if you drop to seven, you're playing the Clippers. Don't like it. I don't like uh, what's going on in Houston right there. They, they needed more reps together, and I don't think they're really getting a lot of it. And Eric Gordon out for you know potentially most of these regular season games. That hurts big time. So sure. not buying it. Oh, nice to have Phil in the blank back in our lives. All right, a couple more. Hey, Duncan Chinos, this season is obviously a record for most episodes you've made in a single basketball season. Ain't that the truth? I think this is our 259th episode of the season, guys. And uh, we haven't even kicked off the restart yet. (laughs) I would imagine this is a record you never want to break. Um, What are some other records you hope never get broken? Or do you have any personal records you don't want to break? For example, Skeet's record for most eggnog consumed in a day. Thanks for everything you grand gentlemen are doing. Love you guys. Awesome. That's from Brent Ferrari Vroom Vroom. Brent Ferrari uh, Tasway, you got a personal record you don't want to break or something else? I went boring and I went basketball. Uh, that's a great observation by Vroom Vroom Brent Ferrari. Uh, but I have a couple of basketballies. Uh, okay. I want Vince Carter to stay the record holder for most seasons played in NBA history at 22. He surpassed a lot of guys. I like it, number one, because he's a star player. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I like that fact. And I like the fact that Vince Carter, no one expected him to be this type of guy to be a you know he converted himself obviously from superstar to uh sort of a you know a role player and then a guy just just balling uh, <laughs> at, at the end of his career it's pretty nuts um, and he also played in four decades but that's not a real record so we're not going to count that but you're <laughs> so right Tass. like think about as raptors fans longtime raptors fans like we are of the vince carter you know days when it started to turn you know sour and he was rolling around grabbing things on the ground be it knees and ankles and legs and stuff like that there is no way in a million years like if i had turned to you up there when we're up in the upper deck and be like you know vince carter's gonna play for 22 seasons like you would be like yeah right he'll play like eight nine tops you know like it's just that's unfathomable but that he became sort of like this iron man type player in a weird way it's just the way he played, obviously, you know, being the high flyer and just the injuries that he was curing there early on. I mean, it's, that is crazy. I, I'm yeah. with you on that one. I hope he keeps it. Um, and that's uh, totally true. And uh, this other one is a little different, but AC Green holds the record for most consecutive games played. 1,192. That's 14 and a half seasons. I hope no one breaks that because you don't want to play 1,200 games in a row. Just take a day off. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like our record going right now. We don't want to. We don't want to podcast 365 days in a row. We want a day off. Uh, so I hope no one breaks that AC Green one. And I, I don't think anyone will. No 14 way. and a half yeah. seasons. There's no, there's no way. There's yeah. no way. Not, to, not the way we like handle athletes today, too. Right? Yeah. You, know, like, yeah. you should take a day off and you should rest your body. And Yeah, I Unless, don't see that being broken. 
Yeah, unless robots play sports later and. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Well, they're the cameramen now, so maybe playing is the next thing. I actually had AC Green for my record, too, but it was a different record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think that'll be broken either. Uh, my personal record, though, is uh, 69 Chicken McNuggets in 23 minutes. I don't want the challenge ever again. And I actually think 69 is a perfect number. Very nice. You know, Robbie Callen did his Chick-fil-A uh, nuggets. He went for 82 over the course of a few hours. Uh, that's his Kobe 81, no doubt about it. But mine is like when Kobe went for 60 in three quarters <laughs> yeah. against the Mavericks. I could have gone over 82. I could have got you, Robbie. But, you know, the show was only 30 minutes long. I had to call it. 69 nuggets in the, like you said, basically 23 minutes. Is that yeah. in a half hour show? Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, and re- remember, it was like I ate 40 in the very first block, too. I, yeah. was, like, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to be able to keep up this pace for the whole time. So I'm going to cram them down as much as I can to start here. Yeah, that was that was a, a very difficult pick and payoff for um, for Lee to watch. You know, he, uh, yeah, you know. I couldn't believe Trey was just uh, that was as close to Kobayashi as I'll ever get. And you were just hoovering those things down. It was incredible. It was remarkable. Uh, thank you. I, I guess I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not super proud of it, but a little bit. Lee Ellis is your Don Pobia. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, Lee? Well, along the same lines, I hope I never eat more than twelve bananas in one day because. Uh, that's mm. my personal record. I had three at home, and then for the pick and payoff one day, I had nine in half an hour, and uh, that was the first ever banana hangover I've had in my life. It was yeah. uh, really gross, really, really gross. So uh, I'm happy to keep that as uh, twelve in one day. I wonder if anyone's eaten more than twelve in a day. I, I mean, yeah, you think? Sure. Yeah. Kobayashi, like that's training for him. Yeah. Sort of the yeah. shape of a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, JD, you got an answer for this? Nah, not really. No. Nah. All right. <laughs> Let's keep going then. We're almost done here. A couple more. Yeah. Evening, gents. I recently built my wife a food trailer from the ground up called Tallies and Smallies. I'm fairly tall, six foot one without shoes, and she is petite. And we plan on serving drinks and other items in two sizes a tallie. Or a smallie. <laughs> I like that. I wanted to write and thank you guys for inspiring the name. It turns out it also means a shorter guy da- dating a taller girl, but I also wanted to ask a question. As I mentioned, I built this thing from a flatbed, six foot by ten foot trailer, and much of the build was way outside of my comfort zone. What's one thing you set out to do with no prior experience, but ended up learning a lot about yourself and acquiring some new skills along the way? That's from Tim Riley. He sent in a photo of this trailer, the Tullys and Smallies trailer. Looks badass. It, it looks is really incredible. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is a heck of an accomplishment. So that's cool, Tim. Thanks for uh, for sending that in. Lee, what's uh, one thing set up to do? No prior experience, but you learn you learn to yourself. Something about yourself. Uh, becoming a dad, man. You learn every single day something new. I don't know if it's a skill or it's an emotion, but uh, I certainly had no prior experience before I became one. But these last few days, we've been on a bit of a family vacation out on the farm. We've been fishing. We've been swimming. We've been out uh, cooking s'mores, looking at the stars, looking in the sky at night. And it's just beautiful, you know. And uh, it's sometimes you need those breaks, even if it's just a little couple of days, just to say, you know what, let's just be a family and have some fun. Because, you, you know, even though these last few months we've been sort of stuck together, it hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been like a vacation, you know, because you're trying to work, you're trying to sort of keep keep each other from going crazy. So you go on this little uh, trip like this, and uh, I mean, we were playing in the pool yesterday for like 
three hours straight just playing you know all these super stupid games throwing the ball to each other you know playing shark and crocodile and all these things and it's just beautiful and uh you learn so much shark is a vacuuming game (laughs) (laughs) that might we might have to put do that when we get back to the house but uh you know you 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 um the funny thing is i think when you when you when you realize you're going to become a parent you think well i you know the responsibility is for me to teach my child all these things but i find they end up teaching you so much more about yourself um that is just truly remarkable and that you couldn't imagine until you're in that position so um uh it's it's you know it's i don't know if that's the sort of answer he's looking for on this but i just found that's the one that i find every day there is something new and it's something fun and uh, well not always fun actually to be honest sometimes they're pretty rough and they're pretty frustrating but you continue to learn and grow and uh it's just uh it's all it's all a, a, a great experience um and something that um you know it's uh it's worth all the bad days for for the for the good days that you have and the fun days that you have to remind yourself uh, what's important. Some days it's like a shark vacuum. Other days it's like a Dyson vacuum. Right. Right? Some days, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so true, man. Any other answers? What'd you learn about something that uh, you know got some skills and you had no prior experience? You guys got something? Uh, the first time uh, I went hiking with Laura after we'd gotten married, I. St- quickly learned that I really hated hiking. It was just brutal. We were out in Colorado. I'd recently sprained my ankle and we had to hike for like two miles to get to the start of the hike. So we're like walking through the, like walking through, you know, like creeks and uh, forests. Meanwhile, there's like a road 20 feet from us. I was like, we could just be walking on the road. It'd be a lot easier. And then I see like an 80 year old man just like putters up next to us. He's like, hey, just came over the mountain. And I'm like dying here. I'm like, Ugh, uh, my lungs can't handle it. You know, we're in the elevated uh, altitude. I was like, this is brutal. Why are we doing this? We didn't even make it to the trailhead. I was like, if you're going to get me hiking, I need to see some great nature to start with. We went on another hike later in the trip, and it was like we were going up the mountain right away. And I was like, okay, this is actually cool. Walking through the forest. I've done this a million times in my life. Is it hiking if you could be driving one foot away? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it is. I think it is. If you're on the trail, man. Yeah, but I wasn't even on the trail. That was the thing. I was, like, getting so frustrated to even get to the trail. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Now I've learned that I actually do like being outside. It just took a little, <laughs> just took a little being outside to learn you like it. I guess. Sure, sure. <laughs> sure. That's what happens. What do you got, Tass? Nothing good. Um, <laughs> my answer is mounting a TV. You know, I really <laughs> yeah, learned a okay. lot. Of, didn't think it was going to happen, but once you do it, it's easy. It's, it's not hard. It's you not did it hard. yourself. Yeah. Anyone for can you. do it. Anybody can do it. Well, find, mo- the, find, find the stud, and you're good. It beeps. These modern, uh, these modern mounts have a level within the mount. Oh. It shows you're, you. You're, you're not. Laughing. You're not. Yeah, it's not on an angle, dummy. Just put me in the wall. You'll be fine. The TV <laughs> will hang there. These these structures are are strong. I couldn't build a trailer from the ground up. That's, no that's, way. That's pretty cool. That is very cool. What yeah. about the cables? You hiding those in the wall or the the what? Sorry, the cables, cables the, for the TV, like the. I put uh, those. Uh, what are those things called? Like these. Uh, you stick them to the wall, and uh, they have a cover. What are those things called? And you just stick them through that, mm. and so they are covered. And you paint them uh, the wall color. Gotcha. They start with a G. A really cool word that starts with a G, but I can't think of it right now. Uh, but you just stick those on there. Yeah, I'm. I'm a huge 
what wire hider do yeah. not like seeing those <laughs> wires get them out of my face right you but but them. you didn't put them through the wall you did sort of the next best thing i've done those i've this, done that before too not when right. i mounted a tv I've, I've, I've thrown you just you'll find them you'll find them you will find them this somebody built your your home your apartment somebody did it you can you can find things behind your wall trust yourself you can do it <laughs> jd do you have an answer uh, the obvious answer is uh, directing a live TV show. Uh, uh, you show up, uh, no experience. Uh, the, one of the most overwhelming things, probably the most overwhelming situations I found myself in. Uh, and I found, I discovered that uh, I'm not bad at it, first of all. Second of all, well, it took me a year to get there, but... Uh, I also f- discover that I very much enjoy the stress of it. Like the more mm. hairy it gets, the more I, I think I thrive in that environment and I'm able to keep my cool. And uh, and I just, I loved it. I loved that sort of feeling of, yeah, I, I, we, we all loved it. Like the, the, the live TV thing, there's nothing like it uh, in mm. terms of adrenaline. It's yeah. like skydiving. Yeah, it is. It's it's a... Uh... A very uh, muted version of an adrenaline junkie, like you, yeah. like you just said, like jumping out of planes or bungee jumping and stuff like that. But it and has it, the same effect on you. It does that live element where, like, oh man, this is nerve wracking. Yeah, things could go wrong, but that's exciting. Uh, yeah, just like jumping out of a plane with a parachute right. uh, attached but to you, your back. You, I guess you don't die if things go wrong. Things can go right. very wrong, but you don't die at the end of it. And no. uh, no. When you have a daily show, you can always redeem yourself the next day. And when it goes right, it feels awesome. The mm. equivalent of dying uh, doing a live sports television show is uh, some higher up kicking a chair in the yeah. back upset. <laughs> 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 because you aired something you shouldn't or said something you shouldn't. That's death. Yeah, That's good times. Good times. <laughs> uh, my answer just quickly is definitely like training for and running a marathon. Learn a lot about yourself out there, putting in long miles. Uh, it's an inward and solitary experience running can be, uh, in a good way, in a good way. Learn a lot about yourself, your perseverance, what you got inside you. And uh, it was rewarding, but man, did it suck for a lot of the time too. But that's part of the fun, I guess. Running is weird, but I love it. All right, final one here. What's up, fellas? I've been a longtime fan of you guys and was even mentioned on the drop once for having a sick starter shirt. I went to Archbishop Malloy High School in Queens, New York, and played along with Cole Anthony, who is in this year's draft, likely a top 10 pick, as well as Moses Brown, who went undrafted last season. Moses is still one of my closest friends and is on a two-way contract with the Blazers, but he didn't get brought to Orlando because Zach Collins and Nurkic are back. Anyway, do you guys have any childhood friends or friends maybe you've gained along the way who are cool? You know, sort of popular, you know? Basset Hound... I'll take some fries, condoms. That's from Zach in Queens, New York. Trey, do you know any cool people that you were friends with? <laughs> uh, a couple of minor claims to fame. My neighbor across the street growing up was the best basketball player that's ever been at Plano High School. Literally, his name is Brad Korn. <laughs> but he's now like, he's like a Division One basketball head coach. So, like, he's made... He's made a name for himself. I went to sure. college with a guy who won a limitate, you know, like a single episode. He was chosen <laughs> to go on the date at the end. And but my my favorite um cool friend that I have is Dude Wipes founder Ryan Megan. <laughs> 2013, they started their brand. We're like, this is ridiculous. You're selling wipes? Now they're the fastest growing ba- brand in the toilet paper company. The guy's <laughs> invested with Mark Cuban. That's great. That's 
That's a good one. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I was struggling to think of like a friend of mine before they became popular, cool, whatever, known a celebrity. Like, who is it? Who is the most popular? I think it's Renee. Yeah. Right? It has to be Renee Paquette. Renee Young uh, with the uh, WWF, WWE, whatever it is. I can never keep track. It's got to be her working with her at the at the score days. Am I wrong, uh, JD? Is there anyone else I'm forgetting? She is up there for sure. If uh, What about Melanie Scrifano? She's the lead in Herp. And, uh, you know, I think uh, we discovered her. We... We put her on the map. Uh, she mm. she starred in uh, our practicum project, The Floor, back in the day. But now she's in the sci-fi world. She's pretty big star. She's pretty okay. Big star. That's a good one. That's a good. Hannah I like. Simone see, I wouldn't consider New Girl as well. I thought you guys knew Hannah Simone, uh, right? Oh, Hannah Simone. Hannah we went Simone? to school yeah. with her. See, that's okay. we weren't really like even Melanie Scrafano. I mean, were you friends with her? I mean, we know her, of course. We knew we her. her. Yeah, we were we were friends for a time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tass, what you got? I love this question. Uh, I don't have, I, I mean, you know who's cool? Frontline healthcare workers. They're cool. Yeah. I've got friends. I've got friends. My friend Vikash, my friend Andrea, our friends Julie and Nicole. They're cool. They're cool right now. Those are my cool friends that are They're cool. heroes. They are. That's a good answer. Lee, you know anyone? No, it's more a friend I've got along the way. I've sort of become friends with Rolando Blackman. So uh, that's pretty yeah. cool, you know? I mean, we WhatsApp each other from time to time. And uh, it's like, wow, we've become friends. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could put uh, Brent Barry in the mix. Yeah. It's the same yeah. idea. Fire back uh, texts. And Matt Bonner, Brent Barry. Yeah. yeah <laughs> exchange yeah, yeah. texts every once in a while. Happy uh, birthday. I've exchanged texts with uh, Carlos Boozer as well. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty funny when you look through your phone and you're like, oh, wow, I've got his phone number. How are you, yeah. man? He always sends you one message, then he sends you another and one. <laughs> the old one, too. Classic Matty O move right there. Yeah. All right. Let's call it there. Guys, thanks so much for the emails. Keep them coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. I told you off the top of the show, tomorrow, a back-to-back jacks type of day. We're going to start off with a little up-down report, talking about the latest NBA news and some fun wild ones as well. We'll aim to get that up around normal time, um, you know, noon, 1 o'clock Eastern. And then later on Thursday, because basketball returns. I can't believe it's coming back. Like, the games are actually going to matter tomorrow on July 30th. After the final game, after Clippers-Lakers, we're going to debut our brand new late-night show, The Bubble Wrap. Um, it, it, I can't wait to do this. We, uh, we're going to be flying by the seat of our pants a little bit, but we're going to have some fun. And then we'll flip that around very quickly when we record it into a podcast. So you'll be able to catch it either later that night, uh, depending where you are in the world, or maybe it's the day for you if you're in Australia, or at least the next morning for a lot of you here in America, in Canada. That's the bubble wrap. So two podcasts tomorrow, Poppin' Packs with BJ Armstrong. Um, and basketball is back. Unbelievable. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, a superior vacuum than a Dyson or a Shark is the Kirby Hoover. Brace the day, people. You could stay.